A former Superior Court judge, Kent Levis, talks about his struggle with sexual sin and how he found his way of escape. What happened was the internet. I discovered porn on the internet and what it was, frankly, what it was like, it was like a kid that's been uh, playing with marijuana and all of a sudden he gets his first hit of heroin and he's hooked. Well, that's exactly what happened, only it was with porn. And, and at that time, how did it affect your career and marriage? Well, at the time, I don't think that I realized that it was affecting my career and marriage. Uh, I had learned over, or over the years to uh, keep everything secret. Um, I, was, I became a pretty good liar. Uh, as far as that goes, I think I did not lie in other areas, but that area I did. Um, looking back on it, I think it did uh, in very subtle ways. My wife was really, uh, it worked for us. I don't think it would work for everybody, but basically when my wife discovered what I was doing, she said, <clears throat> this is your problem, not mine. I expect you to do whatever you have to do to address the problem, I will help you and I will be behind you all the way, but you take care of it. I'm not gonna do this for you. Mm. And um, best thing that she could have done for us. I, I wouldn't, I imagine it would not work for everybody. And there's probably some counselors out there that would say, no, no, but it worked for us. So how did it work? Counseling, um, twice a week for a year, once a week for another year. And I joined men's groups and I took time. Uh, I needed time to work through this and it did take time. And she granted me that time and she prayed for me. Mm -hmm. And um, again, she did not try and fix me. Mm -hmm. She allowed me to try and fix myself. Mm -hmm. You know, the hardest thing for, you know, a wife, you know, to deal with is um, when a man, men look at other women and they're not looking at their wife. Uh, it breaks a wife's heart in so many ways. So um, she must have been praying a lot for you. She was. I know she was. So how can someone who may be struggling through this Lean harder on God for help. You have to do that. I came to the conclusion that after trying for many, many years and failing for many, many years, uh, I tried to do it myself. Couldn't. Uh, I would succeed for a very short period of time, but the temptation would always return and I would always fall to the temptation. Uh, and I, I finally realized that what God was telling me is, you can't do this. You're not strong enough to do this. Mm -hmm. I can do it for you, but you have to give me the reins. You have to give me the problem. I, you have to surrender all of your life to me, and this is part of your life that you have to give to me. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until... I finally, I had made a commitment to the Lord earlier and I was, you know, a born again believer. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that this sin was not uh, 
if anything, it was worse mm -hmm. after I committed my life to the Lord. I came to the Lord late in life, 35 years old. Uh, but it got worse. And God says, you see, you're not big enough. You're not strong enough. You're not smart enough to do it on your own. Mm -hmm. You got to give it to me. Yeah. And which leads me into the next question of even though you were struggling, you know, you showed up to church and you went about your life for years. Yep. And, you know, is that self-denial? Yes, in a way it is. I mean, <clears throat> you live with the guilt mm. and you learn to live with the guilt. Um, when you first start out as a young person and you look at, at a, that first Playboy magazine or whatever it is, you feel really guilty about that. 20 years down the road, you look at a Playboy magazine, yeah, it's nothing. And yeah. so the guilt, the guilt diminishes as the addiction increases, I guess. Yeah, that's sin covering your eyes. That's right. That's exactly right. It makes you almost like uh, dead inside. Sin separates us from God so that That's we can't right. feel anything anymore. That's right. That's absolutely right. And, and it is, uh, it does affect your ability, your relationships because you really cannot have a relationship and love somebody else if you don't love yourself. And if you're doing this kind of thing, you really can't love yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So why, why do most men struggle with this? And what is the way out? I think most men struggle um, with it because it's sort of a, a, a natural temptation for men. I mean, men have been born with this great sexual drive. Interestingly enough, increasingly, there are women that are on the internet with porn. It has been a long, long time for me. I'm still in an accountability group. Mm -hmm. I have to have an accountability person that I meet with at least once a week. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, you have, I went to meetings uh, for people like AA meetings, but for the people struggling with pornography for years. Mm -hmm. I helped to lead those groups. Uh, I went to counseling. It's all really difficult. But when you get to the bottom level, it's day by day, one day at a time. And that's why I, why I wrote the book, mm -hmm. because it's daily devotional. And what the way I wrote the book was that during my recovery, I would get on my face every single morning before God, and I would ask God to show me what he wanted me to see in his word that day. He would always direct me to a passage and he gave me exactly one page in my journal every day. I have included one question based on that devotional and four uh, Bible verses uh, that speak directly to the question that's asked. Those questions are designed to challenge you, to bless you. Basically, it's designed to get you to help get you through that day mm -hmm. because you're not going to do it just by reading this you're not going to do it 
in any way except by giving it to God. So you got to start out the day by giving it to God. He said, you know, God, I said, I'm an elected official. And um, like I'm telling him something he doesn't know, right? <laughs> but, uh, and then he says, yeah, I know. And I said, how about if I publish it under an AKA, an, an assumed name? And he said, no, I want your name on it. You can get this book, Coming Clean, at Amazon.com. It's a journal journey packed with scriptures to encourage you to know how God placed mercy in each detail entry of the book. So would you like to tell the audience anything else before we close? You know, for years and years, I'd walk into church on Sunday morning, Wednesday nights or Sunday nights or whenever I was there, and people would say, how are you doing? And I'd say, fine. I wasn't. And I think that if you understand that two out of every three men that are sitting in the church pews on Sunday morning are trying to deal with porn, that you can, you realize the extent of the problem. And I don't think that, I don't think that most of us in churches are ready, willing, and they're not able to deal with the problem. There are solutions. The solution is obvious. They've already got the solution. The solution is God. But God expects us to do some work too. Uh, and um, I think that if the churches can't address this, then no one can. Uh, that's the place we should be going to get healed. And I think way too many times that's the place where we go because we can hide most easily. And we need to address that as a church, as a community, as a body of believers, as a Christian nation. Thank you for watching the call. We hope you learned more about Jesus through this video. You can have a relationship with Jesus. Just invite him into your life. Repent of your sins, ask for forgiveness, and make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Until next time, may the Lord be with you. For more information about this ministry, go to the call with nancysabato.com where we are leading you to Christ through stories and teaching.